It's a great day to be Wisconsin proud. I'm Libby Collins, and welcome to Country Connection. Some days it seems as if we'll never experience summer in Wisconsin, but believe me, it will arrive soon. Joining us today to get you prepared for the Southeastern Wisconsin Tour de Cure are Dave Thorpe and Susan Jelson. She's the director for the American Diabetes Association here in Wisconsin, and Dave is a team captain and a volunteer for Tour de Cure. And I just have to start, what is Tour de Cure? Go ahead, Dave. Sure. Well, um, so Tour de Cure is um, our our annual ride uh, for diabetes research, advocacy, um, education, and all things uh, that benefit the American Diabetes Association. Uh, and this will be on July 14th this year, um, and it's in very conveniently located in uh, Hoyt Park in Wauwatosa. All right. Now, July 14th, we're here. It's early spring. Why are you talking about it now, Susan? We are talking about it now because it is never too early to first start thinking about spring and second of all to really sign up and get ready to roll for this. So we have a number of routes available anywhere from a 12 mile family route all the way up to a 65 mile route on a cycle. We also have a 5k walk and a 5k run. So the earlier you sign up with the $25 registration fee that goes up on June 1st. So there's your first let's do it now. Um, the second is now you can start training. So you can start getting on your spin cycle bike. You can start training with others. You can start building a team. You can really build the camaraderie around the support for those living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes. And then you can also just start to really combine your efforts and your fundraising so that you can reach your fundraising goal, whatever that might be. To Sue's point, this is the time to start training, but it, the 63-mile loop will not be for everybody. That's going to go as far down as, I think, Racine County almost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's pretty far. Yeah, but there's a 12-mile loop, which is much more family-friendly, and a 30-mile loop for that kind of tweener if you want to challenge yourself a little bit. But um, it's a very flat course pr- primarily. Uh, most of the routes are on bike trails on Oak Leaf and assorted bike trails around Milwaukee County. So uh it's in the city so there's some streets to cross of course but uh fairly safe with plenty of uh, fully supported rest stops along the way you're never going to go hungry you're never going to go thirsty on this ride i've been doing it for eight years i've been the, the team captain at direct supply and uh they, they've always taken very good care of us whether it was up in grafton for a number of years uh, up until this past year and this upcoming year out of uh, wauwatosa so what's the oldest and the youngest that you've ever seen participate in the ride Ooh. That's a great question. Well, <laughs> you know, you can bring your kids and you can put them in the tag along on the back. So you can bring anybody who can fit in that tag along and is happy to come. And then as far as oldest, I want to say. I met a route, uh, route marshal, actually. And I don't know if he was a route marshal last year, but I remember him doing it in Grafton a number of years. And this guy was probably in his early 70s. So um, that's pretty impressive. Absolutely. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if, you, you know, if you're an experienced cyclist, uh, you know, it's, it's very friendly in the knees, which has been a problem for me in the last five, six, seven years. So uh, the bike is much more uh, conducive to the kind of exercise that I want to do. And, and we see people cycling there was a guy in france who cycled over 100 years old um and he accredited uh bicycling to a lot of his good health are you looking for sponsors for the event 
Absolutely we are. Yes, we are looking for sponsors who want to sponsor a route, sponsor a booth, sponsor a rider or a team. Uh, many companies have jumped on board, and Dave can possibly talk to that too. Um, companies jump on board, and they use this as a team-building exercise for their employees. It also speaks to wellness, which everyone needs to be talking about these days. So it's a wonderful opportunity for anybody on any level, any size company, to come on board. We have other sponsorship op- opportunities as well, obviously, with logo placement and things like that. But really getting on board and and coming along and, and helping us to fund what we do here in Wisconsin is the true goal of the, the whole campaign. Dave, tell us a little bit about this race and others like it as team building for various companies. Sure. Well, just to clarify, and a lot of people will mistakenly call it a race. We don't want to get people the idea that they have to finish in a certain time. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, th- there's a number of you know rides in Southeast Wisconsin benefiting a number of charities, and they're all great organizations, obviously. Um, I think this one, the importance of it to me, and just to uh, piggyback off of one of the things Sue was saying, I think one of the most inspiring things to see on this ride every year are the Red Riders. And there's actually a team called Team Red. And those are um, riders that are afflicted with type 1 or type 2 diabetes that I've seen them do the, the you know, the metric century, the 63-mile route. And that's that's pretty impressive for someone with type 1 that's got to be checking their sugars and, you know, keeping tabs on those things. Uh, um, for me personally, though, my, my motivation is my mother. She's uh, had type 2 for Oh, at least 10 years, maybe a little bit longer. Um, and, you know, when I when I look at uh, all the, the, the diseases and, and, you know, all the good causes and, and the reasons that people host these rides and, and participate in these rides, this one is so important to me because of just the sheer volume of Americans that are walking around today with type two, um, the ones that are, you know, in their early childhood um, contracting type one, and so many that, that don't even today know that they're even, you know, borderline or pre-diabetic uh, as it is. So that's why it's so important for me, as with all things, it's prevention um, and being very aware of, you know, where your blood sugars are, what your risk factors are, what your family health history is. And one of the things I learned from this, uh, this whole experience and, and really reading and digging into the uh, ADA a little bit better was, I think we have a lot of, you know, stigma and preconceptions that there are certain types of people that are going to end up getting type 2. Um, there are many more genetic biomarkers that they're finding that are uh, much more uh, reasons uh, and causation uh, for why people are going to end up with type 2, much more than I thought. I, I thought it was about being overweight and things like that. But um, in my mom's case, it does run in the family, and my dad's close, too. He's on metformin. He's he's always hovering around that line with his doctor, and he's got to keep a close eye on his pancreas as well. We're talking with Dave Thorpe and Susan Jelson. They're from the Wisconsin chapter of the American Diabetes Association. We're talking about the Tour de Cure. And if you're just tuning in and you want to catch up on the conversation you missed, go to kticountry.com, click on the Features tab, and you'll find this and past Country Connection interviews. Dave, you mentioned your own family's history with type 2 diabetes. Understanding what some of your risk factors are and what you could be up against um, as you age and just quite frankly endocrinologists will tell you you know the pancreas as you get older just stops creating as much insulin. I've, I've been on, on training rides with uh, you know kidney docs and things like that that will just tell you these things and um, and it's nothing to be necessarily you know terrified of or discouraged by but it's just it's a reality check and it's something you have to be very cognizant of uh, as you get up in years uh, you know when you're when you're looking at these things with type 2 and it's not that my mother's you know that large or anything like that um, you know for her size and her height she's she's not terribly overweight um, but there are certainly some things she could have done with her diet to stave it off a little bit longer and things like that so those are the things I really want to be for people to be aware of how does that bother you though 
you've got the history in your family now. Oh, sure. And you're still a relatively young man. I mean, you've got to be thinking, gosh, what's going to happen to me in yeah. 10, well, 15 yeah, years? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I, that, that connection's absolutely not lost on me, Libby. Um, I think about it. You know, I don't... I don't, it doesn't keep me up at night, uh, but because I am very active, of course, uh, but I'm regularly going to the doctor, and, and that is one of the things I'm always having that conversation with my primary care physician that, you know, is there a family health history? Well, absolutely. So it's something that I know I've got to, you know, keep tabs on as time goes by. And Susan, the story that Dave tells about his family, that's not unique. No, no, it isn't. Um, actually, there are one in four people over the age of 65 has diabetes right now. So, um, do they know it? Do those people, many, many of them do. Yes. When, when we talk about the, the iceberg, so to speak, you know, the people who know they have diabetes up on top of the water underneath is lurking millions of people who have prediabetes and don't know it. And that's the scary part because, so many of the symptoms can be explained away with everyday life or circumstances and things like that. And what I always tell people is, you know, if you if you recognize one or two of these symptoms, have that conversation with your doctor. The sooner you have that conversation with your doctor, the sooner you can become educated and understand your management plan and do things to either stave off diagnosis or if you have been diagnosed with type 2 you have things that you can actually do and control that will help you in the management of your diabetes to have it really be at bay for many many years and live a healthy life but you have to put the work in that's the hard part what are some of those symptoms so some of the symptoms are being uh, very very thirsty like water bottle after water bottle of water with that obviously goes going to the bathroom a lot uh, blurry vision is another feeling tired that's one that's often overlooked because we're all tired all the time right now with everything going on um, there could be slow healing of cuts and wounds. There is more frequent infections. There is uh, the opportunity to have increased weight loss, actually, at a very rapid, rapid uh, time frame. And then nausea and vomiting are some of the more serious symptoms that you really need to take consideration of because if you've gotten to that point that means your body is breaking down on you that means your blood sugar has been high for an extended period of time so if you have any of those symptoms in combination you know if there's one or two that you can explain away um, go back to your doctor have that conversation talk with them you need to be your own advocate on this this is one of the things that I stress so often now you need to be your own advocate you need to talk to people about your health and what you're feeling inside in order to get the right treatment if you are told you're close to that border of almost being diabetic but not quite is it too late to change your lifestyle no, it's never too late to change your lifestyle. Uh, we have opportunities like the Tour to Cure, but there are also opportunities around every corner really to be more healthy. And I think as a society and as a whole, we really need to realize this epidemic and what is happening in America. And we really need to give ourselves permission to take care of ourselves on a daily basis. We need to give ourselves that opportunity and that okay permission to take that walk at lunch, 
to make sure that we're eating healthy foods, to make sure that we take the time to pack the lunch in the morning or to make those healthy choices when we're out to eat. Um, those things can really go a long way to help you saving off complications and staving off a diagnosis. It isn't everything. There are certain factors that we have nothing we can do about our age, our ethnicity, our background, our heritage, things like that. But the things that we can control can truly stave off that diagnosis and make management that much easier and that much better. Dave, with diabetes 2 running in your family, have any of your family members said, gee, I wish I had known more or done things differently when I was younger? Yeah, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Sure, of course, right? So uh, my dad is is kind of in that, that camp that Sue was just mentioning. You know, he, he's doing a really good job, and fortunately his wife does a really good job of, you know, managing his carb intake and watching what he's eating and how much of certain things he needs to stay away from. Uh, but he's also, you know, very keenly aware of this as well, having it on his side of the family. So um, with, uh, you know, with, with my decision-making and things like that, um, I'm certainly, you know, going to be checking these things a little bit more vigorously as, as time goes on and the years go by. But uh, my mother knows full well she could have, you know, done some things to manage her diet uh, and, you know, sort of turn the tide on that. And there are some cases even of uh, being actually towards or to the level of type 2 and diet uh, and exercise uh, can keep you off of insulin for a while. But, you know, once you've crossed that threshold, it is great to see what the ADA is doing as far as um, you know, grants and things like that to get affordable insulin in the hands of people who need it the most. Uh, we talked about a lot of uh, sections of society that have type 2 diabetes. They, they might not be the most well-equipped to, to be able to manage it uh, financially and in other ways, um, just logistically even. So it's great to see, you know, so much advocacy and, and, and you know, so much that the ADA is doing to make sure that everybody is, is taken care of with this awful disease. Now, of course, we want to remind everybody about the Tour de Cure. When's it taking place again? July 14th. That's a Saturday. And it's a ride, walk, run. Mm-hmm. And you can go a variety of distances, right, Dave? Yep. You got 12, 30, or 63-ish. And you're talking about it now because you want people to be ready for it. Absolutely. Sign up now. Take advantage of the low registration price of $25. It goes up on June 1st to $35. But more importantly, get out there, get active, get your team together. Start that whole spring feeling of wanting to get in shape. Forget about the weather. Just get out there and start being active and really do something for yourself and for your family. And if That's there are, the big thing. And if there are companies out there that want to become sponsors, oh, you'd love to hear from them. Please give me a call. You bet. Absolutely. I'd love to talk to them. And tell us how they can reach you. You can reach me at 414-778-5500 or you can reach me uh, at my email address, which is s. H-J-E-L-S-A-N-D at diabetes.org or you can click on our tour website and you can get to me that way as well while you register your team. And if you want information about the Tour to Cure sent directly to your phone, text the keyword connection to 414-799-9494. Sue, how can listeners learn more about type 2 diabetes and the symptoms which may lead to developing the disease? So first off, I would say go to our website. That's diabetes.org. Very simple, just diabetes.org. And there are a number of resources there for you to look at at prediabetes, et cetera. We have a wonderful risk test that you can take. It's about seven questions, very simple to answer. It's a point-based system. And if you end up with 
with more than five points, we direct you to talk to your doctor. We'll also direct you to some other resources within uh, the area to help you, whether it be diabetes education or nutrition information. We have a fabulous new website, the Diabetes Food Hub, that helps you with meal planning. I can talk all day about that one too. But first and foremost, taste take the risk test, go to our website, and then talk with your doctor. They're the ones who are going to be able to help you through this. Susan Jelson and Dave Thorpe, both from the Wisconsin chapter of the American Diabetes Association. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Libby. Thank you. And we're going to have links at kticountry.com. Just click on the Features tab, look for connections, and share this interview with family and friends. One of our favorite pastimes here in Wisconsin is eating. So here's an event you may want to put on your calendar, not just to enjoy the food, but to help support a great cause. For nearly 30 years, Milwaukee's premier restaurants, chefs, bakers, and caterers have come together for the annual celebration of KidShare. Joining us today are Mickey Seinfeld. She is the director of special events for the Jewish Community Center. And also, David Cohn's here. He is one of the KidShare co-chairs for 2018. And David, Mickey, great to have both of you here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. 30 years almost. This is what, 29 years, Mickey? It is. Yes, we're very excited about this. Each year we we put together this wonderful program, and our kids are the great beneficiaries. Oh, no doubt. But there's even more enthusiasm, I'm sure, today than there was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, with all of the participants you have from these fabulous restaurants and, and catering groups. We yeah. do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have almost 40 restaurants uh, that'll be in attendance at night. Um, everything from appetizers to um, small bites and desserts. Um, some some of our favorites uh, within the city. Uh, some of the restaurants we have: Third Coast Provisions, The Chiel, um, Mr. B's, La Miranda, Lake Park Bistro. So it really is uh, kind of the who's who of restaurants in the city, and we really think about it as. Milwaukee's premier, finest culinary event. David, any any little tidbits as to what are some of the dishes that are going to be offered this year that you're looking forward to? Uh, menus are still coming in, um, but uh, I don't know if there's anything. Mick, Mickey's, no. Mickey's seeing them as they come in. So. Uh, right. Carini's uh, oh, uh, 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 Della D'Oro. And they are um, always bring their traditional lamb chops. Oh, yummy! Yeah, I love lamb chops. Eggplant <laughs> spadini. Oh, and we ha- we just have a myriad of uh, things that are beef, vegetarian, uh, chicken. So th- so we get a variety of food. Yeah, I, and I mean, I guess what I'm wondering with 40 different participants, where do you even start? I mean, what's wh- what do people do when they get there? Is there a plan um, as to how to get the most out of kids share <laughs> while you're while you're there, David? Yeah, absolutely. I think the the biggest key is to come hungry. Yeah. Um, and come been, early. Yeah, I've been to a few of these myself, and uh, you know, I think if if you're leaving still hungry at the end of the night. Uh, you haven't really taken advantage of the whole evening. So, so, so what's your strategy when um, you get there? Do you sort of <laughs> scope out yeah, the you room? Yeah, ha- you have to survey the room. You uh-huh. take a look at the restaurant list and figure out, you know, where do you want to make sure that you've only got so much capacity in your stomach, so you better make sure you take advantage of it. Um, and so we've got a, about an hour with uh, the appetizer room. And so oh, oh there's a whole room for appetizers. Yep, a whole room for appetizers okay. with the auction items, a uh, chance to, to buy your last raffle tickets. And, um, you know, so, but... but but the key is to really pace yourself in the in the appetizer hour. Uh, and, and are there different stations throughout the room then? Yeah, absolutely. So each restaurant has their own station. Um, they're usually sampling one or two things. 
And um, so you kind of work your way around, mingle with the rest of the guests that are there, get a bid in uh, with one of the auction items. Um, and then, you know, once that hour is over, transition into the main dining room. All right. Well, well let's let's stop with the auction items because they're, <laughs> they're interspersed here with all of those fabulous appetizer stations. Um, what kind of auction items are you offering this year? Yeah, so still working on, on getting a few things in, but we've got brewer's tickets, uh, a Bucks ticket package with dinner, um, dinner at the James Beard House in New York, a private dinner for eight at the Chiel, a behind-the-scenes tour of the zoo, um, golf lessons, theater tickets, Admiral's VIP t- package. So we're really building out the auction. Uh, we think it's going to be as strong this year as it uh, has ever been. Um, the one nice thing, you know, one nice thing about the auction is it's open to anybody. Um, so even if you're not at KidShare, um, you can participate in the auction online. Well, well, wait. Now, how can you do that? <laughs> so let's say um, I'm out of town for the night of KidShare, or uh, maybe you know there's a family emergency or something. Tell me how I can participate in that silent auction because you named at least a half a dozen things Th- I want that you might be yeah. bidding on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll have the information up on our website. Um, same place we have the tickets available uh, now. JCCMilwaukee.org. People can find out more about um, the auction. Uh, when we kick it off um, fairly soon, and um, bidding will be open through that the end of that evening. Um, we'll and what what, what time's the cutoff time? Uh, seven seven thirty. Because I mean, it's really important if you if there's an item you want get on in. the silent auctions, you have to s- have a certain strategy to make sure you get your bid in last. Just keep bidding on it, bid it up and up and up <laughs> and up. It all goes to a good cause. No doubt about it. We're here with David Cohn. He's one of the KidShare co-chairs for 2018. Also, Mickey Seinfeld is here. She's the director of special events for the JCC. And if you would like information about KidShare, sent directly to your phone. Text the keyword connection to 414-799-9494. And I should ask you, David, let's give that website again where people can get those tickets. Yeah, absolutely. It's jccmilwaukee.org. Now, what role, Mickey, do community partnerships play in the success of KidShare? Uh, the community is our our, uh, the, our best partners. They help us do the uh, things that, that so that we can provide special programming for kids, for families, by providing scholarships. Their generosity helps us fulfill our mission and that is part of to make sure that no child no family is turned turned away because they can't afford to uh, participate in our programming and that's one of the key mission statements at the jcc isn't it absolutely i want to go back to the actual kids share event with you david because we left off at the appetizer tables (laughs) and the uh, (laughs) and the auction items and of course you know i know people are really going to want to get involved in that but what's the next room the next room is the main dining room, um, ah. so we have a you know a short program, um, but we want to make sure that everybody has a chance to really work the work their way around the outside of the room where all the restaurants are, uh, and get a taste of some of their favorites. So now, is it a sit down or how does it work as far as the main dish? Yeah, so we have tables um, there. Attendees are assigned to a table, um, but you really just walk around the outside of the room where all the restaurants are set up with their own each individual tables. Um, you can just you walk up, you grab the food right off of the table and take it back to your seat. And um, so you have just people that are sitting down, going to get more food and, and kind of mingling as they as they go in and go in and out of the, you know, the area, the er- different areas of the room. And I would imagine there's a lot of sharing going on. Yes, exactly. You're watching what other people have on their plate saying, oh, where did, where did you get that? Which which table was that from? Because then you want to go and make sure you get a taste of that, too. How many of the participants are going to be offering main courses this year? Do you have any idea? 
We have about 16 there doing wow. the, the uh, dinner par- portion of it. Probably and you mentioned the lamb chops. What uh, what else is going to be in that m- with those entrees? Any idea? Um, not yet. We're, they're all coming in right now. And so um, once they all submit their um, menus, then we make sure that we have a wide variety of food to uh, appeal to the the um, our audience and our attendees so that they can have something that meets their palate. Oh, and, and of course, the fun part is the search. I mean, sometimes you want to go there and be surprised, right, David? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've certainly heard of a number of these restaurants, but they may be p- places that you haven't gotten to. Um, so, you know, if you're fan, a fan of uh, the Marcus restaurants, we have a number of the Marcus restaurants uh, that'll be there. And you can, like we've talked about, go around, sample the room, um, see what those other, see what the other people are getting. Take a spin around the room first. I think I've, that, that, that would be one of my strategies that I've used in the past, making sure I get a chance to walk the room, see what I want to want to eat, and make sure I get a chance to taste it. Oh, so you go first and you scope it out. Yeah, like it's like take, a recon. Yeah, I like to take a spin around the room <laughs> and see what everybody has. Yeah. Also, we print the uh, menu in the program for the night. So if you um, want to just take your program with you and just walk around and uh, you'll be able to see if I'm looking for something that is chicken or poultry, and you can take a look at the book and see who the poultry restaurants are and and then that might be able to narrow down <laughs> your scoping out and, and, and find those lamb chops yeah, that's what I'll, I'm I'll looking ch- for I'll challenge any attendee to take the program with them and check off and see if they could get through <laughs> every single one of the food items you know David you there. said you've been involved in this for a few years have you ever talked to anybody who said I went to every station I, I tried everything I don't think it's possible really <laughs> I don't I don't know I mean I, I think you know between um, you know between all the food and the and the you know conversations that, that go on it's certainly tough to get around everything, including appetizers, the dinner, and then and then dessert too. Uh, maybe it's possible. Maybe there's somebody out there. I'd certainly like to meet him because <laughs> I think it's a, a I think it's a job well done. But but I mean, one of the the wonderful things about Kids Share is it's also an event that brings people together, as food often does. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that the people that I I've had a chance in the the events that I've been to to meet a number of different people you get placed at a table and um, you know it's always nice to be with friends but it's also nice to meet new people too and I I, I look at KidShare as one of the marquee events in our city and and to be able to to pair that with some of the, the culinary treasures that we have but also the people that you can meet and, and be a part of supporting the, this cause uh, is pretty amazing and I know Mickey we we mentioned that of course uh, KidShare is used to fund the scholarship programs at uh, the JCC. Specifically, what are some of those uh, programs that it, that it helps? Well, we have a number of camps during the summer. We have a day camp, we have an overnight camp, we have sports camps. We have a, a, camp, a myriad of, um, of camping that appeals to uh, for all young kids of all ages, starting with probably with uh, two and three-year-olds, going all the way up to teenagers. We also have uh, our early childhood education. So there are people who come to our preschool and um, who need scholarships and need assistance. We run a special needs program for both adults, which we call the Havarim, and we and for for children, which we call STARS. And they, we also have this special needs program that we run in during the summer that um, to allow them to go to camp, day camp, and so that they can participate in those programs. And then we all ha- we have just regular programs during the year, swimming, um, things, something called Ninja Turtles. It's just lots of fun, fun things for them to do. And our goal is to be able to uh, meet these families 
where their needs are. Now, if there are listeners out there and they would like their children to participate in some of these programs and they want to learn more about the scholarships, how can they do that? For uh, First of all, you can go to our website and uh, at JCC Milwaukee, which is spelled out, .org, and you can look at it. Uh, we have our program guide that usually winds up there. And if there's something there uh, and uh, that you're interested in and your financial situation doesn't allow you to be able to afford some of this, then you can uh, call the center to get the information on how to apply for a scholarship. We're talking with Mickey Seinfeld and also David Cohn from the JCC and also the Kid Share, pro or the Kid Share Dinner, which is just around the corner. And if you want to catch up on the conversation you missed, go to kticountry.com, click on the Features tab, and you'll find this in Past Country Connection Interviews. Now, David... Let's see, we were in the appetizer room where they've got all the silent auction items. Uh, we did the main entrees, but what's that special room that we're all waiting to go to? I think to? you're talking about dessert, right? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> really there's dessert? There, there's plenty of dessert. And if we, you know, if you've saved room, uh, like we were talking about, making sure you, you really save room to get through the whole night, um, there's plenty of dessert available and... Uh, We've got a partnership with uh, Collectivo, so there'll be coffee available if that's the way you like to end your uh, your meal as well. And um, I'll tell you what, the the saving room for dessert is definitely uh, Any a major hints part of my plan. Any hints on what desserts we might be seeing at Kid Share this well, year? Well, uh, what we know about right now, there'll be um, there's ice cream from Purple Door Ice Cream. There's, Yummy. There's uh, there will be uh, chocolate, mini uh, mini cupcakes. Um, we'll have a tasting from Blue. Um, we all, oh, let's see what else we'll have, uh, some dessert bars. So it's a wide, wide variety of things. But you always want to save room for dessert. Are you getting hungry There's yet? always room for dessert. Hungry? Are you kidding? I'm starving. David, let's remind everybody, if they want to get tickets for Kids Share, how do they do it? JCCMilwaukee.org. Again, JCCMilwaukee.org. All the information, all the restaurants we have uh, lined up, information about the raffle and, and upcoming auction will be there as well. Now, are you expecting a sellout this year? Yes. So you want to get your tickets now. now. Don't wait. Right now. All right. So once again, website? JCCMilwaukee.org. Okay. David Cohn and also Mickey Seinfeld, uh, Director of Special Events for the JCC. We're looking forward to KidShare, and let's give the date one more time. It is Thursday, May 10th. At, it begins at 6 o'clock at the Pfister Hotel. And we are going to have links at kticountry.com. Just click on the Features tab, look for Connections, and you'll be able to share this interview with family and friends. And for Country Connection, I'm Libby Collins.